Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Joe Kay, joined alongside Tom Hughes. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Uh, sorry, guys. We've been away for a couple weeks. Um, we kind of hinted at it in some past shows, but we had a big move here at work. Uh, we're in a new building. Uh, this isn't the new studio, but we're getting one. So yeah. we should be in there in a week or two. Uh, but we know we haven't put out an episode in like, what, two weeks? So yeah. there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And we wanted to get you guys something out there so we can uh, keep things growing and, you know, get back in the groove and stuff, right? Yeah, between, uh, you know, the little COVID scare where we had a lot of people out and then moving and you uh, hitting your microphone. Yeah, um, and, you know, now today it's just the two of us. So a little bit different, but. Right. Uh, we should be back to our three-man weave. Uh, we have our new new little studio going on. It's not this. It'll be better, I swear. We hope. Um, it better be. But, yeah, pretty excited about the future here. And uh, hopefully you guys are still listening and paying attention. I've had a few people asking me, like, wait, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So that means people care, which yeah. is always a good yeah. thing. Thanks for bearing with us. Absolutely. Definitely miss doing this. I've had, I have fun doing this every week. So it's good to be back. Um, this week, Hit Parade, uh, the offices are a little quiet because we got a lot of people in Toronto for a big show. Yeah, the Toronto uh, Fan Expo. Uh, twice a year, every November, every April, uh, always a really great show. And unlike every show in the United States, mm-hmm. it is hockey, hockey, hockey. Yeah, that's where we get all our basically all our hockey cards from. Right? Yeah, it's it's really cool because um, the patches in some of these jerseys and the stuff that you see in Canada, you don't always see here sure. in the states. Yep. So it's a really cool show. Uh, always a lot of fun. Um, Kind of sad I'm missing it. I haven't gone the last couple of years because next week, else. next week is Chicago, yeah. and it's always Chicago next week. <laughs> and last week was Dallas. Yeah, we were in Dallas last week. Um, before we get to that, though, I did, I did have one comment, though. Um, like you were saying, the hockey cards, they're not as big in the U.S., which is fine. I get it. You know, when we have basketball and football, and I guess baseball to a degree, too, but – People don't tend to realize how cool, like, the hockey patches are. They're, like, the coolest in all the game. I mean, yeah, you get some of those patches. It's like, you know, I've seen Blackhawks patches with, like, six, seven colors. I know. Like, it's crazy. Um, there's usually a couple guys up there that mm-hmm. all they do is collect crazy patches. And you'll just go up to their showcase, and it's the coolest showcase you'll see. And the values aren't crazy because the hockey cards aren't really as expensive. But you'll see, you know, four or five color patches in a whole showcase. Right. So do you think because of how cool they look that eventually people start catching on a little bit more and maybe start leaning that way? Because, like you said, it's a little cheaper. It's different. People have been looking for different lately. Maybe they could be ones who kind of like lead the charge for the, the hockey resurgence here in America. Or do you think it's just never going to happen? Well, it definitely has happened. We've, you know, we've seen it. Um, you know, we've had some breakers that buy a lot of hip parade. Uh, Money Moose, Amber, shout out to you, uh, Breezy. Yep. Um, they've done a lot of hip parade. They've been very successful in the States. For sure. Um, but I, there's definitely, you saw it last year was probably hockey bounced back a lot and the values kind of came back to where they were, where hockey was definitely kind of behind every other sport during COVID. Um, it's caught up a little bit. You had your off season drop, which it always does. And now you see it starting to pick up steam again. Um, and I think it's just going to continue to grow. You know, the, the hockey deal with ESPN, more people are watching hockey than ever before. It should all help grow the the hockey market and in in the same tone, the the hockey market for cards. And I think a bigger part of it, too, with hockey is that we have – it feels like a lot more stars. 
at this point. I mean, we obviously Connor McDavid's always been around, but for a while it was just like there was McDavid, there was Ovechkin, there was Crosby, and then there was kind of everybody else. But now we're at a point where like Jack Hughes is there, you know, out half the play, players that play in Colorado are here, and it's like people really want to collect those guys. Dude, Austin Matthews is another good one. Well, I, I think that's part of it is that if you've looked in the past, almost all the really big stars have been Canadian or European. Right. Uh, Patrick Kane has an exception to the rule last like 10, 15 years. But now you're looking at the players from the U.S. And like you said, Austin Matthews, Jack Hughes, uh, Jack Eichel won the cup last year. You have a lot more uh, of these top stars being American, which I I think helps the American market, you know, buy into these guys. For sure. If if there's one thing that Americans love, it's other Americans doing well at sports, especially when we can beat Canada at things. Uh, But like you mentioned, uh, we were in Dallas. And Dallas was a lot of fun, especially since we were down there during the Rangers winning the World Series. Well, not not technically. We didn't get to go. They kind of if they could have won in Game Six, I think we would yeah, have. Yeah, Di- Diamondbacks. If you could have won one more game, we'd have been down there. Uh, but yeah, we were down there during the parade. Uh, obviously, it affected the show negatively, so it was a little mm-hmm. bit slower on Friday because of it. But it was really cool. There was a buzz around there because you do have a lot of Rangers fans that are at everybody, the show. Everybody was wearing Rangers stuff, and it's cool. Um, it's funny because for baseball, I'm okay seeing new teams win championships. Sure. For football, like I don't want to see the Vikings win their first championship before the Bills do. Like it's like this, like oh, part of me that's like I don't want to see new. I don't want to see the Jaguars win a championship before the Bills win it. That's because, like for us, we don't have that MLB team here. Yeah, you know, like I like the Yankees. Whatever you like, you're a big Orioles fan, but at the same time. You're not there every week. Like, we have bill yeah. season tickets. We're there. We're in the thick of it. Whereas for, like, the baseball games, plus there's too many of them, but that's a different conversation. We're not, like, as attached where some of these people have been Rangers fans for all 63 years. And now yeah. they get to – I can't believe how fast they got World Series championship merchandise. Already. <laughs> like, people walking around Dallas, there was so many people with hats and, and sweatshirts already of World Series champion. That, that did not take long at all. Listen, those guys were immediately hitting ship now, ship now as yeah, soon as sure. they could. So. Uh, but, yeah, it was cool. Dallas is fun. Um, drove out to, to Houston for a day for Collecticon while we were down did. there. How was that? Um, I mean, the travel itself was a little, little, uh, exciting in a bad way. Uh, but the show was crazy. Um, Steve Aoki was there, uh, did a performance, got to see him throw like seven cakes at people. Um, everyone's holding signs to cake me. It was, it was craziness. Uh, and just, it was a lot of fun. And th- those shows are a lot more. Uh, about the experience where Dallas is, it's a card show. It's I'm here. I'm here to, to buy cards. I'm here to sell cards. I'm here to make money. That is more of an experience where people are there to enjoy going to the show. They enjoy collecting, you know, Pokemon and stuff right. like Some that. People just go to dress up and cosplay and hang out. And Absolutely, show what they've done and that's really cool. Whereas, like, yeah. So you mentioned Dallas as a card show. Um, the question always comes up with Dallas, though, is it becoming? Less of a card show and more of like a vendor swap meet. The more more we go to Dallas, it seems like it's more or less just the dealers there. Because, again, how often can you have a show before it starts to like feed, you know, because the public around it has already been to it three, four times. They're probably not coming back. So do you feel like Dallas is hurting because of how many times it happens? Um, Yes and no. Okay. I, I agree that your general public who might be like, oh, there's a card show this this month, which that show up, you lose those people because they've probably already came to a show. Yeah. Um, where if you go to a new market, it's like, Hey, Oh, there's a card show. I'm going to take my kids there and check it out. So I do think you get less, um, walk in traffic from the general public, but Dallas has made itself such a place to be. 
that every big dealer from across the country yeah. marks Dallas to be there. And it doesn't matter what else is going on. And we've seen it with other shows uh, competing against it. The draw is still Dallas because there's probably the most money in the room of any show in Dallas. Um, so if you miss it, you're missing a huge opportunity. So yes, it's kind of come that, that swap of vendors and, and money's kind of changing hands and dealers, but it's still, um, a great place for people to come in and, and trade stuff. They just got somewhere else at their local, you know, shows and stuff like that. Take it to this national show where all the dealers are and say, Oh, well, I'm from here. You're from there. Let's, let's, let's do a trade. Let's, you know, sell this to you. Cause you can do better with it than I can. So. Um, still good for that regard. All right. So you don't have a problem with the frequency of it being every, what is it, two months, three months? Um, I will tell you that I have not gone to a show in Dallas where we've done bad. And I was like, ah, I don't know if we should go back. It is great for us. That's for yeah. sure. For so, what we do. Yeah. So I've, you know, we'll, we'll be curious in March. They're going against Chicago, which is a staple of the industry. It's always been a big show. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I know that there was talk about the prices of tables going up. So that could affect it. So, listen, Dallas isn't bulletproof. Dallas right. Dallas could go on the wayside if, if you know, things go the wrong way. Um, it's such a strong show. I don't think it's going to happen, but every show can do that. I've, I've seen very good shows lose steam because of different things going on. Okay. Well, it's just something to think about. So, like we said, we're in Dallas. The Rangers won the World Series. Um, the last couple of baseball topics that we're going to get into. First off, Otani is officially a free agent. Yes. Where do you think he's going to end up? Yeah, I know what you want to say, and you have to say it. I no, I honestly think it's gonna be a Dodger. Start spreading. I know. I and he, and the thing is, whether he's a Dodger or he's a Yankee, that's great for the hobby. Of course, those are the two best markets, the two um, places where his value will, will increase the most. Um, I think. I think Seattle's a lot is kind of that. My oh, heart, would, really my cool. heart would be like that'd be super cool. That'd be really cool because obviously with each row being there, they have that market. Uh, that'd be really cool for me for him to end up there. But I have a hard time seeing the Dodgers and Yankees letting anybody outspend them than, other than the other one. Right. I mean, I only have two destinations that I want him to go to. It's either the Yankees or the National League. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him in the AL. Um, it does raise a slightly inter- interesting question that I had. So we've said many times on this podcast before that dealers and you know card collectors, they really like having players in their – Original jerseys, their rookie jerseys, that's who they were part of, et cetera, et cetera. But if you take somebody like Otani, who kind of transcends a lot of things with how he, you know, pitches and hits, if he goes into one of those mega markets like the Yankees or the Dodgers, does that even affect his value then, being in a different jersey? Or does it make it even better, maybe? Um, so it doesn't make it better, but it's not going to negatively impact him. He's one of those unicorns that is the exception to the rule of um, different uniform. I'm telling you, Yankees fans, he ends up there. They're all going to be buying Otani stuff. Same thing with the Dodgers. It's just the way it is. Fair enough. And as we head into the baseball offseason, I guess the last question is, if you're still looking to buy cards, who's the best buy for the baseball offseason? So I, this will be a little homerton, is uh, Jackson Holiday. Yeah. Um, top prospect in baseball. Very well could be on the opening day roster next year. And if we know one thing about baseball, it's that come February, March, Everyone is looking for the next hot prospect. Absolutely. Everyone's looking prospect, looking at first Bowman's. And you're going to have the guy that's the number one prospect going to a team that actually could be pretty good. They just made yep. the playoffs, had the second best record in the league. Um, I think his stuff is going to go through the roof as people start really investing in him. 
it's already pretty expensive. People have been right. buying him. But I think that he is going to be a guy that gets a huge push uh, right before the season next year. There you go. So you heard it here first. If you haven't bought Jackson Holiday yet, go do it. Yeah, I bought some in Dallas. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> I love that. Um, so the NHL is in full swing. The NBA is in full swing. So let's talk a little basketball real quick. Uh, like you said, well, you haven't said anything yet, but like you wrote on this piece of paper, I wrote. <laughs> Uh, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Mavs, and the Timberwolves kind of are all the early leaders of the NBA. Um, kind of what you expected for the most part? So uh, on the paper, I wrote Timberwolves question mark because that is probably the team when you look at that that people least likely had, had the least likely chance of being a top team. Even with Edwards being so awesome in the world tournament and all that stuff? Yeah, but uh, that, that team last year just never fit with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and it. Edwards, they just never seem to kind of put it all together. Um, Mike Conley's been great. Yeah. Um, I think I read a stat that he had a turnover on like his first possession of the year and then he hasn't had a turnover in like seven games. It's pretty impressive, I'd say. Yeah. So he's he's always kind of been an underrated guy. Um, so that's really cool. Another one that I didn't put on there, but actually had a really big last win last night were the Pacers. Oh yeah. Uh they're they're six and three, beat the Bucks last night. I think Giannis had fifty points. Um <laughs> And they still lost. Uh, Halliburton has been absolutely great for them. Um, I think he had like 29 points and 10 assists. That's exactly what he had. Oh, look at that. Giannis had 54, by the way. Okay. Um, so that's Pacers. That's a team that probably nobody thought coming into the year was going to make that jump. They were kind of that blah team. Uh, but everyone really likes Halliburton, and he is proving to be one of the probably top five young players in the league. Absolutely. But do you think the Pacers can keep it up? I think they're definitely a playoff team. Um, they have a couple other pieces there uh, uh benedict uh Mather. yeah man he's really good um i think i buddy healed too i didn't realize that obi toppin um he brings an element to that team with his athleticism and they still have uh turner playing center who's a you know a very solid player so i think that team could be a team that at the end of the year is you know fourth fifth in the east and Probably not winning anything, but a, a fun team, almost kind of like Sacramento last year. Say, there's always a team every year that you don't expect much from them, and then they kind of give you more than you expected. So everybody's like, yeah, these guys, this is pretty good. Is there anybody that you're looking at that you thought would do better that isn't doing as well as you'd hope so far? I mean, the Lakers fans got to be pulling their hair out right now. Um, it's kind of the same old story for them. So I, who knows? That team will once again probably be a seven or eight seed and then be a scary team in the playoffs. But they just don't seem like they have it all together right now. It's the weirdest. It's like LeBron's sitting more. I mean, again, dude's, what, 40, 41, whatever he is at this point. Um, it was a funny stat I read actually this morning that it said, like, when he's on the court, the Lakers are, like, plus 55 points. And when he's off, they're, like, minus 77. Yeah. And it's amazing what a crazy difference that dude still makes at his age. Yeah. And, you know, there's a couple young teams I was hoping to do better. You know, Detroit's once again at the bottom of the league, and I was really hoping – um, as a guy who believes in Cade Cunningham, that they would be kind of relevant this year and kind of get that play-in tournament. And, you know, they've had a rough start. Uh, Orlando hasn't had a, the greatest start, and that's another team I was hoping would kind of take the jump this year. Are you surprised that the Grizzlies are 1-7? So they lost a lot of pieces. People, obviously, job being suspended that was, is the big story, but um, Trey, Trey Jones um, was the backup corner, uh, point guard there. He's gone. Dylan Brooks, everyone's favorite uh, anti-hero, <laughs> right. uh, is in Houston and playing really good for them. Um, so they just they're missing pieces. So it's not completely surprising. And I don't know if Jaws enough to to pull that team completely out of that. 
you never know. But you wonder how good is Ja going to be when he comes back. There's so many questions about him. Speaking of Ja, I mean, we kind of stayed away from buying him for a bit because of all of his foolishness. He's about he's coming back soon. I think time heals all wounds. Would you consider him somebody to buy at this point, or would you wait on him? So he was a name people talk about in Dallas a lot. He's probably a guy that is a, a good short-term buy. Okay. Um, I'm probably not buying and holding long-term just because if he does have another incident like this, they're probably going to suspend him even longer. Um, and even though he, like, once again, he didn't do anything that bad, you know, like in the grand scheme of things with people right, get before. I mean, I guess the, the fight with the minor, depending on, I don't know all the details on that, but that he punched the kid playing basketball, probably not great. But Probably not. But not, he hasn't done, you know, he hasn't done anything compared to some of the other guys where you, you would stay away completely. Right. Um, but, you know, the, what happens, first game back, he's going to posterize someone, have a big dunk, and everyone's going to be talking oh, about yeah, how great right. he is yep. and wanting to buy him. So um, if you're looking to, you know, do a quick flip and buy him now and then sell around Christmas, beginning of January, uh, probably a good idea. How many games is it before he comes back? Do you know offhand? It's, he has 25 games. He comes back December 19th. All right, fair enough. So even if the – so – you would think if the Grizzlies keep playing kind of meh, and let's just say they are they only have like seven wins at that yeah. point, and it's like, oh, this is going terrible. But he comes back and they just go on an absolute tear. How much does his value increase at this point? It's tough to say because where his value is now, it's, it's already going to go up as soon as he comes back, probably 10 to 20%. If he brings them back to the play, you know, if they're in playoff contention playing in the play-in, it's probably a decent amount because – he was one of the top five, ten guys in in the hobby for a couple of years. Yeah. So it might be tough for him to get quite there, but he absolutely could be in that top echelon of guys. Speaking of guys who are getting to the top echelon, Wembenyama, uh, he uh, came out the other night where he had 38 points. Uh, it's been – the Spurs are three and five. Wembenyama's current stats, I mean, he's averaging about 19 points a game. What have you got? Eight and a half rebounds. So – Two and two and a half blocks a game, pretty good so far. Pretty good start. Um, what do you think about him? You happy? I, I think it's been a really good start for him. Um, I think he's showing all the things that made everybody excited to have him, uh, and what made him probably the best prospect in maybe since LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's showing all those things. Um, I think my only concern still is he looks really thin out there, and you worry about injuries playing against some of these guys. You know, wearing down over the season, but. You know, he's most likely going to start putting weight on as he gets older. He's <laughs> Tell me about gets, it. Gets stronger. <laughs> gets stronger. So I, I'm, I'm buying the hype right now. I think he's going to be really good. I think he's one of the top players in the league. Um, I just really hope he stays healthy. Yeah, and there's a lot of young guys that are really starting to pop off and, and do really well. Um, you'd already mentioned Halliburton earlier. He's, he's one of my favorites. But who else has been – a younger guy that's been doing really well. So is Maxi making everyone forget about James Harden or what? No, well, no, because James Harden still does ridiculous things and people <laughs> can't actually forget about him, but I know what you're saying. I know. He has been he's been great for um the 76ers, showing to be one of the top young guys in the league. Mm-hmm. Um I know, like I said, I said Hal Burton. Cam Thomas for Brooklyn um was a guy in that Did he just drop like forty points the other day? Yeah, he was in, in the Durant deal and was a, a kind of a role player for mm-hmm. the Suns and has kind of really stepped into that role there and been the top player for them. Has been really good. Um, 
Scotty Barnes is, you know, I think he's almost averaging a, a double double. Um, and Chet Holmgren is another guy that That's I really like. One too. Yep, he's been awesome. Um, he's someone I, I like buying in the off season. I think they're like five and three right now. That team is on the right path with mm-hmm. with Shea and. That's a team that I could see in the next couple of years being one of the really top teams in the West. Right. I mean, the Thunder on our uh, NBA preview show that we had a few weeks ago, uh, we that was a team we all really enjoyed. And Holmgren counts as for Rookie of the Year, right? Yes, he does. So he's really going to give Wembenyama a run for his money here. Two oh. long, lanky dudes <laughs> just going at it for Rookie of the Year. I think it'll be a good battle the whole season. He, uh, he got at somebody because they only gave him like – two blocks that he was like, why don't you go back and watch the tape? Cause there was four of them in there or something like he tweeted that. at somebody about that, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's the, the league is going to be in good hands. You have a ton of good players, um, young guys that are stepping up and you have a couple of, you know, you obviously LeBron's still LeBron, Jokic still Jokic, but like even Luca feels like he's been in the league forever. He's still under twenty five years old. That's crazy. When I heard that the other day, I, f- I do feel like he's been around for forever, but he he really hasn't. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So the NBA is in good hands. Um, is there anybody NBA wise that you'd want to buy the most right now? I mean, we named a lot of people, and I'm sure you'd say buy any of those guys. But like, who's your ba- who's your best buy right now? Um, I I think Halliburton might be might be that guy. I, it's it's Tough because he's still in a small market. The Pacers, obviously, right. not a great market for the hobby. But I think this guy is going to turn out to be one of the top five to seven players in the, by the end of the year. Nice. Um, so I, I'm a big fan. I'm, I still think he's undervalued. Once again, he plays in the, Indiana, so he's not valued the best. Uh, he'd be a guy I'd buy a lot. Is there anybody you're staying away from? I mean, everyone on the Lakers not named LeBron. Yeah. Um, you know, Austin Reeves is kind of just a guy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Davis, you, you know, you never really know what you're going to get from him. Um, so I'd probably stay away from them. Uh, I, think, I think that's it. I, you know, I think Zion's an interesting character right now. What you're doing, he's playing pretty well. Yep. And then he set out the last game. So, of course. Well, that's all load management I, stuff, I, too. I know, but it, it, it always makes you worry about, you know, him, him as – long-term viability i hear you on that so like we said nba is in full swing but so is the nhl uh it's been f- interesting so far for those hockey fans out there uh, most importantly uh connor bedard somebody we've talked about just about every time we brought up hockey so far <laughs> the last you know two months still buy him he just had his first four point night uh he is the youngest player to do it ever right or uh, third youngest ever. Third youngest ever. He did it at 18 years and 115 days old. And the other two guys who were younger than him played in 1944. Yeah. So really he's the youngest. Good company. <laughs> yeah. R- right. Exactly. <laughs> back when I don't even know hockey back Straight then. Straight crazy. I know. Exactly. So it's crazy. But yeah, Bedard's shaping up to be everything that people hoped he would be. Um, so I, I think the first thing is to assume just bye, bye, bye. Yeah. I, I saw a meme out there and it was from um, – Kevin Phillips, and it was Connor Bedard saying, I'm the Connor now. I'm the Connor. <laughs> well, that's an interesting comment, though, because Connor McDavid, who's easily still the best player in the world, um, he plays on an Edmonton team that just lost last night to the San Jose Sharks. Hey, um, two in a row? Yeah, the Sharks. Yeah, the Shark, yeah. You know what else they did two in a row? Allow 10 goals before that. So like, they did it twice. That's insane. Um, Edmonton, preseason favorites for a lot of people. Um, 
you know, other than the Leafs, like the pride of Canada, they're supposed to be the Western Conference representative in the Stanley Cup final against Toronto and all that other jazz. They're like two, seven and one. I know McDavid was hurt for and missed a couple games, so that that didn't help things, but he's been back for a little bit. He's not really scoring at the clip he's that we're so accustomed to. Would you would you say it's time to sell Connor McDavid? No. Ah, there it is. <laughs> one, one word. No. no. <laughs> um, he is still the best player in the world. He is still going to be the best player in the world. And even though Edmonton has had a slow start, they're gonna they're gonna figure it out enough that they're gonna be there right at the end. They should probably still make the playoffs. I don't I don't see that team completely dropping out of the race because of McDavid and Trisidal. Um, but they gotta figure out the goalie situation. You cannot win in the NHL without a good goalie. Um they just picked up somebody, um, Pickard, from yeah. the AHL team. They just uh, called him up because they sent down Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell, who they signed to a five-year, $25 million deal. Uh, but they got to they gotta figure that out. Um, and, or they're going to be that kind of team that is super exciting to watch but can't win when it counts. Any teams that have surprised you so far this season? I hate to say it, Boston. Yeah. I, I You know, everyone talked about this might be the year, you know, they lost the, the heart and soul of that team with Bergeron. Yeah, maybe they're going to take a step back, maybe whatever. And I think they're like 10-1-1 one, one or something stupid like that. It's 11-1-1 one, one now. Uh, even worse. So uh, they've surprised me with how good they've been. Um, I'm surprised by Vancouver. So Vancouver was always kind of like middling, not too good, not too anything. And to the point where like Vancouver fans last year were like, oh, maybe we should blow it up. What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden Vancouver is just on a tear. They're beating just about everybody. Like I said, they're 10-2-1. Uh, Pedersen's been one of the best players in the league. But more importantly, Quinn Hughes is finally tapping into that potential everybody else has had. Uh, do you see his cards rising? Yeah, absolutely. It, it is a good time to be the Hughes brothers mm-hmm. uh, in the NHL. Now, Jack, I know he just got hurt, so hopefully not out too long for my fantasy team here. But he was an early favorite for the heart. Um, and then brother number three, rookie as well, Luke Hughes was doing uh, pretty good for the Devils mm-hmm. as well. So it's a really good time to be Hughes. They're all kind of going up in value. Um, the guy that I, th- I think is really shown his worth is Demko. Um, oh, yeah. He's got hurt last year, didn't play that much. When he came back, didn't play that well. Um, and he's been a guy that has been one of the top goalie prospects and young goalies in the league and never really took that jump. And it looks like no, he did, to see yeah, finally did that. That's pretty cool. Moving on, the NFL is in full swing. We're already entering, this is week 10 already. Man, yeah. the season flies by too quick, I swear. So here we are in week 10, um, all over the place. When we last left you guys, we had some more dominant teams, but it seems like every team has holes now. Every single team in the NFL is, you're not like, this team is the team that's going to kill everybody. Like even I think the Eagles are probably the closest to that. Yeah, but even then, they still have their warts too, don't they? I mean, their secondary is not great, but uh, that defensive line, it just keeps getting better. Yeah. So if you had to make like a mid-season Super Bowl prediction right now, who would it be? I'm going to go Bengals-Eagles. Bengals-Eagles. I think I picked the Eagles too just because, I don't know, San Francisco, ever since Debo got hurt and McCaffrey got banged up, Brock Purdy hasn't looked too good. Um, well, there's tape on them now. All these guys, that helps too, when yes. you have enough tape, people start making adjustments and then it's up to them to – Make the adjustment to what the defense are doing to them. You know, I want to. I want to go with the Ravens for some yeah. reason. But I was just reading stats the other day. Like the Ravens, the quarterbacks the Ravens have played have been just terrible. 
Like they haven't played any like really big top tier quarterbacks. I mean, is Geno Smith that guy? No. no. So the Ravens have had kind of an easy schedule. I think they had like one or two decent games. They had Joe Burrow when he had like his calf injury in yeah. week two, that type of stuff. So maybe they're not as good as they're looking right now, but for right now, I would buy Lamar. Um, first, because for me, I would say Lamar Jackson's my MVP favorite. Okay. Um, right now, I know that he's not the favorite according to the odds makers. I believe that's still Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we have it's Mahomes at plus two seventy five, Hertz at plus three hundred, and then Lamar at plus four hundred. But you know, Lamar sat out, bet on himself. There was the whole thing. He got paid, and I think he's performing pretty well. Don't you? Yeah, he's. You know, they had the loss to uh, who was who was their bad loss to. Indianapolis. Indianapolis, where, he, you know, he didn't The weather there was yeah. crap, though. But he is, listen, Lamar is Lamar, and he is going to make plays. He's going to keep you in games. Um, he's not going to always wow you with his arm, but he's going to consistently be a playmaker and make things happen. You know, Zay Flowers had a pretty good start to the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have Mark Andrews. They're figuring out the running game, which they can't catch a break and have anyone stay healthy for any sort of it time. It feels like they can plug and play anybody, though. They're like, oh, Gus Edwards, go get three touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell, here's nine carries. Oh, go off for 140. Well, Fantastic. It's, it's, it's the Lamar factor because every team has to be worried about Lamar pulling that ball, ball back mm-hmm. and taking off because he is he's just he's a weapon. That's the best way to put it. That's fair. Um, is there anybody that's like in an MVP race that – well, you said any guys still value buying their cards, but I don't know what you're going for there. So I'm, I'm looking at uh, – if you look at the odds, Mahomes is at plus 275. You're not really buying Mahomes thinking that MVP is going to affect his things. He's not. He's really already the favorite. I'm looking down. I think I look at two guys. I think Joe Burrow, who I just said, the Bengals, he looks healthy. They look like a different team. Yeah. Um, if they make a run and all of a sudden have, you know, maybe they go on a clip, maybe they lose one game the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. People are going to kind of forget about, well, the first month he wasn't great because of his – people will vote on him being MVP if they go in a run. For sure. Uh, and two is – especially value-wise for cards. Tua has that injury thing still built into him. Mm-hmm. I know they haven't, they haven't beat a team with a winning record, but they just they were down 21 against the Chiefs. Looks like they had no idea what to do and almost came back and won that game uh, until Tua, I don't know what that guy was. The whole, that yeah, yeah, that was not even going to do it. But um, I still think he's a guy that, I mean, the Dolphins could very well be the one seed in the AFC Uh their, their schedule isn't the toughest the rest of the way. Um, he's a guy that I, I like in that, you know, he's plus 650, uh, Burroughs plus 800. I, I like those. Those are good bets right now? Yeah. I think so, too. Um, another fun bet. Uh, has C.J. Stroud already wrapped up Offensive Rookie of the Year? In one word, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, C.J. Stroud, absolutely good, even though you decided to say he was terrible. But listen, listen, I, we have it on I'm, record. Will, I'm willing to admit that I was not a Stroud fan. I was – he's the next Ohio State quarterback who's going to be – eh. But instead, Stroud looks like he's the real deal. He's been amazing. Um, he's helped turn Nico Collins into a legit wide receiver one. Tank Dell has been phenomenal for them. Even Dalton Schultz is getting into the, into the mix there too. Um, yeah, nice little turnaround for Houston. I know a lot of people had them pegged to be one of the worst teams in the league again. That's why everybody was like, why would they trade their first this year? Oh, my God. Well, this is why, because they yeah. kind of knew what they had. And Demeco Ryans is in there doing really good work for them. Um, Absolutely. This team battles. They have backup running backs kicking field goals. Like every, that, that is amazing. That's awesome. Like, they're not – I mean, they might even 
potentially sneak into the playoffs as like a seven seed? Potentially, probably not, but they have that buzz about them, and it's been really fun. Um, what? Uh, here's my question: They go to the locker room. Mm-hmm. Does it like a hey? Does anyone here know how to kick? And like people like raise their hands or yeah? Like, how do they do that? Or, or, or do they like? Is this when like they practice like throughout the year? Like okay, who's our emergency kicker? Because to me, the fact that it was a running back and not the punter, which to me would be the logical choice, mm-hmm. was like they ha- they had to know something. Well, the punter's a holder though, so it backs up the whole yeah. Like, yeah. Then if you yeah, so I would still have him hold. I mean, I think it was only like a thirty something yard field goal. He made yeah. it though, and that's really what mattered. But he did a kickoff too, didn't he? Not the punter. Did he? I don't know that part. Yeah, I, I thought, don't. Yeah. I just saw him make the field goal, and I was like, "That's." Super I think cool. he kicked the the. the so that the, book, either way, the value of Dari Abengwale is going yeah. through the roof now. Yeah, <laughs> he can do sleeper. it all. Right, the, the next Cordell Stewart slash, but that's pretty cool. Um, so Stroud's been great. Uh, Will Levis, you've, he got into a game. He uh, learned really quickly that the best thing he could do is throw the ball at DeAndre Hopkins, where he threw four touchdowns. Did. Hopkins catch all four of that game? He had three of the four. Three of the four. So Levis looked really good in his in his uh, openings. Well, was it even a start? I mean, because he kind of like switched really on and off yeah. with Malik it Willis yeah. and thing. And then he was name starter, and he had an okay game against Pittsburgh. It wasn't anything great. I don't think he even had – did he even have a touchdown in that one? He didn't have very many fantasy points. So no, he didn't have okay. a great game. But watching that game and watching the Titans game earlier in the year, the offense looked much more dangerous. He's got things to learn. But he was willing to push the ball down the field. There was one play that he threw it to, um, I think it was Tajay Spears. Okay. And he like turned the wrong way. Oh, yeah. yeah and then yeah. he like tried to backpedal and like jump backwards for the touchdown, where if he just would have turned and ran for the ball, he probably would have caught it and scored a touchdown at the end of the half. But, random. but you go, you know, a, a really good Steelers defense that have given a lot of good quarterbacks problems, and he didn't look out of place. Um, he had one turnover, but it was kind of that desperation, 20 seconds left, throw it to the end zone type of thing. Yeah, it doesn't count. But didn't turn the ball over, didn't take a lot of sacks, um, and and looked competent back there. So I'm I'm excited. I, it'll be hard for him to be the best quarterback in this class if Stroud keeps doing what he's doing. But um, I, I think he looks better than Bryce Young at this point. Yeah, but he's still the third best quarterback. I think he looks better than Bryce Young right now, but – We'll see what happens, but Anthony Richardson, don't forget about him. He's definitely looked really good. I know he's got his injury issues, but Richardson looked like the real deal too. Yeah, he, I, I just he could be RG three two point or just can't stay healthy. Well, everybody could be. So, assuming that he's not, and they just keep like based on the sample size of, of when they've played, I kind of would rank him Stroud, Richardson, Levis, and then Bryce Young. I don't know what it is about Bryce Young. He just looks like I don't know. He doesn't look like he cares. I don't know what it is. I know it's just his demeanor, but I just think I'd like to see more fire from him. I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems like he's just going through the motions right now. It's really weird. Yeah, watching the game last night, it just was kind of blah. And there was no – he does look small. I know he's small, but he looks small. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have athleticism to really just out beat people to, you that's, know. That's where you need, like, the drive to really, like, yeah. step into it. And, and he doesn't have the biggest arm. Like, he really has – like – People said, oh, he's like Drew Brees. Mm. You have to be the pinpoint accurate. P- pinpoint accurate decisions right on the time. Every Because if you are a half second slow, if your ball placement is a two feet to the left, two feet to the right, you don't have the arm strength to make those throws and you're going to fail. He might not. He might be fine. But you need to be the best of the best of those other things to be successful with his stature. Now, with that said, do you think part of the problem is his 
lack of weapons that aren't Adam Thielen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, DJ Chark is a good piece, and he's played like three games. He's fine. He's a guy. Yeah. Um, Terrace Marshall. Whatever. That guy, that, yeah, that guy let me down in fantasy drafts. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, but absolutely. I've, we've said before, I'll, and I'll say it again. The best way to know if your your quarterback is the real deal is you go get him a legit number one and see if it works. Exactly. You got Diggs went to Allen. They went and got DeAndre Hopkins for Kyler. They went and got Tyreek Tyree Hill for Tua. For Tua. Um, and you can go down the list. AJ Brown for Hurts. Yeah, and then you have guys like, well, they got DJ Moore for Fields. Because we were going to find out. And other than one game, it's been meh. yeah. So you know, I, I'm a big fan of you need to go get him a number one guy. And it could make a big difference. You're not wrong about that. Um, speaking of people who maybe we're not sure, here's a fun buy, hold, sell. Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love. All guys who came into the uh, into the season with pretty lofty expectations. Can this guy be the guy, et cetera, et cetera. As it's shaken out more and more, I kind of think I know your answer is going to be here, but rank them. Go. So I am still buying Pickett. Yeah. I still – that team's still pretty good. Um, I think he can figure it out and be a decent enough quarterback. I don't think he'll ever be elite, but I think he can be an above-average starter. Mm-hmm. Um, my hold, and this is tough, is going to be Ritter. Really? Um, just because I th- I think that Heineke's a cool story and he's a fun guy. He's Ritter's going get, to get the ball back. He's going to start before the season's over. Um, and that team's still kind of sitting – in the playoff race right now okay. in the really mediocre NFC South. So I think there's a chance he comes back after sitting a couple games, plays a little bit better, and they can make a run to the playoffs. And then I'd probably sell him. Yeah, I think fair. I think he's holding out. Jordan Love, I he started out decent enough, and I just – he's had three years to sit there. I just – I don't think he's the guy. I think we would have seen more out of him if he would really be the guy. I don't know. Sitting there isn't – the same as playing in the NFL games. Plus, on top of it, all of his weapons are rookies and young guys. You know, Dobbs and Watson, who's been perennially injured and supposed to be like his dude, but he's got yeah. out. like he's he's another one that has kind of no help, but he's still kind of made some stuff work. There's definitely been a few times I've watched a Green Bay game where Love made the right throw and dudes running the wrong route or things like that. I kind of think like Ritter has the weapons and he hasn't really done it. He hasn't really used Drake London. He hasn't really used Kyle Pitts. Again, younger guys, whatever. He's used John o. Smith, which is baffling. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously Pickett's the bye because Pittsburgh's playing well and, you know. Yeah, it's right he's now on, they're he's on the Steel, Yeah, he's on the Steelers, which is always a good team to have. Um, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I think Love has showed me more than Ritter. Ritter has had his chances and he just constantly fails. I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying, but really – what are we deciding through here? You know, it's, they're kind of the same dude, aren't they? Yeah, I I mean, Ritter, other than the fumbles, actually, his stats have been pretty solid. But he, the last start, he had like three fumbles yeah. that he lost. I think he had four overall or something like that. So he, I think this is a, hey, we need to, you need to get yourself together and they're going to come back to him kind of thing. So we'll see. Anybody else out there that surprised you that you would say is somebody you'd want to buy? I mean, another rookie who is baffling for their use is Bijan Robinson. Right. Like, the guy is good. Like, what? I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why. You know, Tyler Giro is a good guy. 
Yeah. Good, good running back, solid guy, but he's not Bijan. He and, shouldn't be outpacing him anymore. Yeah, so I, I don't understand what's going there. So if people are kind of selling off on him, I think he'd be a guy that I might go by. He's got to be hurt, right? Like, there's no reason for them to waste such a high draft pick at a non-premium position like running back to get this guy and then just not use him that much. Like, it's so yeah. weird. There's no reason for them to ease him in. They, Like you said before, they can win the division. They can absolutely do that. That's the thing that's confusing is that they can definitely win the division and they're doing that. You know, that that weird game where he was active, but then he had a headache, so he didn't play, and then they gave him a touch on the final drive. It like, doesn't make any sense. It was, uh, it was really weird. It is really weird. Um, any surprises so far for the NFL season that you're kind of like, oh, this guy. All right. Welcome back, so-and-so. Because for me, it's Alvin Kamara. Dude was, See, that doesn't surprise me. It does a little bit. He was getting older, and it was kind of like run down, and Kamara's come in, and he's been as good as he ever was. I think Adam Thielen's that guy for me. Okay. Adam Thielen was a guy that was really good for Minnesota for a long time last year. Kind of took a step back, and you're like, oh. And he went to Carolina, you're like, this we'll guy's see. not going to do anything. And he's and doing then, everything. And then he's been great for them. Um, so he's he's probably a guy that I've been pleasantly surprised with. And and good for him. He's, he was a good guy in Minnesota for a long time. Uh, playing second fiddle to a lot of really good receivers and now gets to go be the number one guy and show that he can still do it. All right. Um, That pretty much wraps up all NFL talk there too. So we're going to get to our final thoughts. Um, We'll get to it. What do you got for final thoughts this week? I'm just going to bang the drum once again. Will Levis. Bye, Will Levis. Why? Because he's going to be good. He's going to be the starter there for a long time. And – his value is nothing right now. That's why right. Will Levis. His value is definitely nothing right now. And Sal Malik Willis. <laughs> Nick, Malik Willis and Will Levis are not, not the, the same, same person. person. It's so funny. I don't know how you mess it up, but that's fine. Um, for me, my final thought, uh, I'm going to definitely post this today. So Veterans Day is this weekend. Uh, one thing I do, I play a lot of floor hockey. You've played it. You've played it. We've played our whole lives. Uh, it's just a good thing. Um the guys at the Floor Hockey League, they host a Veterans Day tournament. Like 19 teams are going to be in it. It's a two-day thing. They get so many raffles, and they raise nearly $20,000 a tournament. And all that money either goes to uh, a charity that helps veterans in some way, but they also take some of that money, and we buy Thanksgiving dinners for families that maybe can't afford it. Same thing with Christmas presents for less fortunate children, all that cool stuff. So a lot of good comes from this, and it's like a big – Big event, but uh, the main focus, and they make sure to do this, is to focus on the vets, people who have served. They have done something that I know that I could never do. I'm too much of a wuss to have ever been in the military. But what they've done is something cool, and I appreciate them for their service, all that other stuff. So it's just one of those things where it's really cool that they take the time out to make them special. Doug Allen shows up and thanks the vets and sings the national anthem mid-tournament. Doug Allen being like the guy who sings the anthem at the Sabres games. I realize you guys wouldn't know that. But <laughs> it's just one of those things that always makes you think like there's a lot of good people out in the world that have served. And, you know, just this weekend, if you're thinking about them, you see them. Just give them the thanks. That's all. Real easy. Yeah, that's great. I, I played that tournament one year. Uh, it was a blast. Really good cause. They, so do, they do a lot of work for that tournament, raise a lot of money. Um, so, yeah, definitely a great cause. Great time. Definitely. All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, hopefully next week we'll be back to our three-man team. We'll be in our new studio that's supposed to be here. Who knows? It, it probably won't be set up, but maybe we'll just like – we'll do like be the bare bones of, hey, this is what – imagine this being all done 
Right. And then it'll look nothing like that. We're getting there. So coming to you recorded from Tom's office. Uh, this has been the Hip Podcast. Thank you again for listening and uh, for waiting a couple weeks for us. We really do appreciate it. Bye.